You remember last year when Delta made changes to the Sky Miles program? Part of those changes required Delta customers to spend large sums of money on airfare or on the card to get elite status. They were going to restrict how you got into the lounges. What well, led to huge backlash and the hashtag done with Delta. Yesterday, American Express rolled out several updates to its Delta SkyMiles credit cards, hoping to win customers over. To break it all down for us is Nick Ewan, director of content for the Point Sky. Good morning, Nick. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. I am a SkyMiles American Express person. So tell me, how does this affect me? Well, I think the biggest thing to note is that uh, for those who already have your cards, your next renewal starting May 1st, you are going to have a higher annual fee. So that applies to the gold cards, the platinum cards, and the reserve cards. But in exchange for that higher annual fee, you are going to have some new statement credits that you can use to offset purchases that hopefully you're already going to be making. Of course, whether or not that is going to be a net benefit for you depends on how you typically use your card and where you spend your money. So what are the credits? Give us a, There's flight credits involved, isn't there? So, yeah, it depends on the card that you have. If you have the gold card, you now have a, an elevated Delta flight credit. So when you spend $10,000 a year on your card, in the past you would get $100 to use towards a future Delta flight. Now it's a $200 credit. Uh, then on the platinum cards, you're now going to have $120 every year in rideshare credit for things like Uber and Lyft. That's going to be for U.S. services. That's going to be $10 per month. And then you also have $120 in resi credits for restaurant bookings. Again, valid at U.S. restaurants, and it's $10 per month. And then on the reserve card, it's going to be also $120 for rideshare and then $240 for resi. So that's $20 per month. So, again, if you use these services, it's great. If not, then that annual fee might really lead you to reconsider keeping the card. Well, and how much is the annual fee going up? How much will it offset that $100 to $200 boost in benefits? Well, again, it depends. The gold card is going from $99 to $150. The platinum is going from $250 to $350. And then the reserve is going from $550 to $650. So, uh, again, those credits do offset those perks a decent amount. But, again, if you are, live in an area where maybe there aren't a lot of resi restaurants or you're not typically using Uber or Lyft or other rideshare credits – then those perks are not really going to be of added yeah, value. That's not why we signed up. We signed up to get the miles so we could get free flights, right? Right, and get in the lounge. Yeah, and that's really what's interesting is a lot of credit card issuers, American Express in particular, is really moving away from just travel and trying to expand into other areas of their cardholders' lives and capture more of their spend, more of their activity. And the thought being the more they engage with spending on the card – with Delta, the more they're potentially going to be even more loyal to the airline by earning those miles, getting closer to status. Of course, there are a lot of people that are really focused on the miles and don't care about these lifestyle benefits. Um, but can we talk about Boeing now and just sort of the backlash after what happened, obviously, with that door plug that was very scary and the CEO, Dave Calhoun, saying there are serious challenges going forward when it comes to confidence. But accepted responsibility, yeah, yeah. which least, was refreshing. Yes, correct. Yeah, of course. And, you know, look, I, I understand that this came out of nowhere, and there are obviously some deficiencies in not just Boeing, but also with their suppliers. I really hope that the CEO is serious. I know the FAA has restricted them from actually going, expanding their production of the 737. So I think there are going to be some additional challenges and some additional delays. 
And they're also facing headwinds with their customers, not the flyers, but the airlines. You know, United Airlines now look really looking to pivot away from the 737 and looking more at Airbus planes. So this is really, I think, going to have a long-term impact. This is not resolved now, and it won't be anytime soon. Nick, do we have? To, are we just going to have to wait till the NTSB comes out with their, um, you know, investigation before? they can, you know, really do something to get the the customers, you know, back on their side again because they're a little weary. Yeah, I think first and foremost, the more transparent they can be, the better. And I think it's great that the Boeing CEO is accepting responsibility. You know, they are really looking hard at their production facilities. It's going to take time, even once the, the FAA is done with all of their inspections and, you know, everything, you know, is supposedly back to normal. I think they are going to have to really be transparent about the steps that they are taking to ensure that the planes that they are putting in the sky, regardless of whether they're 737s or others, are fully safe and our uh, customers can fly them with confidence. What will the the fallout be from the spiking of the JetBlue Spirit merger? So many members of the flying public looking to JetBlue for those reduced fares. Same thing with Spirit. Um, and, and the fact that this would have at least kind of stabilized their existence going forward, what will the end result be for the, the, the more bargain uh, conscious flyer? I think it's all going to depend on how things shake out, whether, you know, things are, are fully terminated, if there is some kind of reboot. I think we will continue to see a push toward consolidation. Um, you know, and, and whether that actually impacts the, you know, how that impacts the customer really remains to be seen. Spirit has for long, a long time been that kind of outlet for those low fares, but they're also struggling financially. So I think that this could be, you know, a really challenging time for them. I think JetBlue has seen a lot of success expanding internationally. So I think Spirit was probably more uh, excited uh, about this merger or it was a little bit more necessary to them. So we will see. But, you know, I think the where the Justice Department said this was not good is we don't want to reduce that choice. We still want to give folks uh, the chance to choose Spirit or JetBlue as rather rather than a combined entity. What about Frontier? Because they're a discount airline as well. Yeah, and Frontier has also uh, expanded, you know, their operations quite significantly. We talk about changes to their loyalty program. Frontier also implemented some new changes. They're really trying to, you know, attract customers that are not just looking for those bargain fares. Um, You know, I think that there's going to continue to be a need for some of these niche, smaller airlines serving these routes that the majors don't serve. I mean, just in the last several years, we've seen a Velo. Uh, we've seen Breeze really, you know, ramp up their operations. So uh, I think there is room for these low-cost airlines to continue to operate. They just need to make sure that they're clearly selling their their value proposition and doing their best to be as reliable as possible. Because I think there are a lot of people that are wary of flying some of them. Because if a plane only is flying a single or a city pair three times a week, if your flight gets canceled, you can't just get rebooked or rerouted through another hub. And, you know, I think that's a definite concern that they have from a marketing perspective. Just really quickly, this is the end of the segment, but I heard there's a day that's the cheapest day to book a flight. Is that true? That is a myth, especially okay. now with all of the uh, uh, algorithms that these airlines use. Uh, the best thing really is to use a flight tracker like Google Flights, uh, Capital One Travel integrates with Hopper, and that really will allow you to track to, to really tell you when the best time is to book your specific flight on the specific date that you want to travel. Thank you so much, Nick Ewan, Director of Content for The Points Guy. We appreciate all the information.
Yep, thanks so much for having me. All right, take care. By the way, something nice that Aiden Hutchinson is 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 doing. Uh, the defensive lineman for the uh, for the Lions is helping to send a Delaware veteran to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. They he's part of a program that has arranged for travel. Uh, that a VFW member, a guy named William Russ Hall, was chosen by the VFW. He's a he's an Eagles fan, but Hutch is involved in this and will be spending time with him at the Mandalay Bay Resort ahead of the big game. Kudos that's to the right. Hutchinson family yeah, for all great. they do. And that, that's a, through USAA. Nice organization doing nice things for our veterans. When we come back, making sure that transplant organs are safe.